You are listening to Mountain to Glen, the podcast. Welcome to this episode of Mountain Glen, the podcast. I'm your host, Robert Farley. And just a few quick things. The Gawa Mountain Rescue Team are having their charity night hike on 30th of September 2023. And that charity night hike is called Howl at the Moon. So if you want to get out there and raise funds for the Gawa Mountain Rescue Team, do a night hike. And dare I say, Howl at the Moon at the same time, then that's a date worth marking in your diaries. Okay. Also, uh, this is episode 25 of the podcast, so we're moving along nicely. And we're available on quite a few podcast platforms now, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addicts, TuneIn, and more. So if you like the podcast and you haven't already done so, then please subscribe to us on your chosen platform and click on notifications. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Anyway, on with this episode in which I talked to an amazing young lady named Arla Kelly. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to this episode. Uh, with me this evening I have Arla Kelly. Orla has been walking in various mountains of Munster since she was knee-high. She first climbed to the summit of Corntool when she was aged 9 and is now 14 and has climbed it over 100 times since, along with the majority of other Reek summits. She has completed her Mountain Skills 1 and Mountain Skills 2 courses and has climbed the highest peak in each of the four provinces of Ireland and also has climbed in Scotland in winter. Just last year, she completed the Carnmore Darragaret to the summit of Ben Nevis and the Enoch Eigel Ridge in Glencoe. Both in winter conditions and this year, she did Curve Gully Ridge to Bucolet of Moor and Jacob's Ladder in the Cairn Gorms. She has definitely got the mountain vogue from her mum and dad. She really enjoys assisting on guided hikes and hopes to complete her mountain skills assessment soon and go on to become a mountain leader in the not-too-distant future. In her spare time, she likes kayaking, horse riding, cycling, and baking. And bear in mind, I said she's just 14 at the moment. Okay, well, Arla, you're very welcome to the podcast. Hi, it's lovely to talk to you. And it's definitely lovely to talk to you too. I, I have to say you're definitely the youngest person I've had on the on the podcast so far. So you've broken <laughs> another record here. <laughs> <laughs> and as I said in the that opening intro there, uh, you climbed Karen Tool for the first time at age nine. I mean, yeah. what was that like for you at that age? It was really cool. Like it felt like such a massive achievement. Um, it was during a heat wave, so like we were all melting hot going up there. It was uh, me, my mom, and my dad. Uh, but yeah, it was really cool. And uh, from that age, you were you were just completely smitten by the whole thing. Yeah, definitely. I've been climbing since I was really small, like doing kind of smaller hikes, and then I did Carntill, like you said, for the first time when I was nine years old, and then since then I've kind of been doing it ever since. And 
You've also been doing your mountain skills one and two. I mean, what age were you when you decided to go ahead and do those? Um, I was 11 years old when I did those. Um, Dad was kind of observing them for his own leadership qualifications. So he was there anyway. So he asked me if I'd like to do them because it was a great opportunity to. So I said, oh, yeah, I will. I'll come along. And I'll see how I go. And actually, the morning that I woke up to do it, I had chicken pox. So, oh. <laughs> so I still did it, but it was it was really tough. Yeah, I mean, getting through it with chicken pox, that definitely didn't help you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, so what did you think of the Mountain Skills course itself? Yeah, it was really cool. Um, I'd done a bit of map reading before because um, my dad does map reading courses. So I had kind of a little bit of knowledge on it. So it wasn't like completely brand new to me, which was great. Um, but yeah, it was kind of difficult to wrap my brain around it for a little bit. Yeah, still still impressive. And with chickenpox. I don't <laughs> yeah. think there's so many of our listeners can claim that one. <laughs> 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 and when are you thinking of doing Mountain Leader? Um, so I must do my assessment now. I haven't done the assessment after the mountain skills. So I'll be doing that within the next year, maybe two years. Um, and then there's a few more to do until my mountain leader. But yeah, and I'll be keep tipping away at all the assessments in the next few years. And do you enjoy that whole process in itself? Yeah, it's really cool. I like meet, meeting new people that have the same kind of interest and stuff. It's really cool. Yeah, no, I, I remember doing those courses myself and yeah, like it's, you kind of make friends immediately mm, pretty much because yeah. everyone has got the same mindset and all that. Yeah. Sort of thing. yeah, that's fantastic. But like I know you hit the news big time recently because you had climbed Karen Tool for the hundredth time. Now, obviously that was a while back, so you've definitely done over a hundred times now at this stage. And having been on Karen Tool so many times, <laughs> even at age 14, um, do you still enjoy Karen Tool? Are you a bit bored with it? Or is it it's just a nonstop passion for the mountain? Um, yeah, well, like I'm definitely not bored of it. You know, every different hike is a new experience, you know, meeting new people. Um, it could be a different route, it could be different new weather conditions, or um every day is a learning experience. So yeah, there's never really two days that are the same. So yeah, it's really great. And I don't think I'll ever get bored of it. Yeah, I have to say, even at my age, every day is a learning experience. <laughs> there's, always, <laughs> there's always something new comes up. <laughs> and uh, you also have done the highest peak in the other three provinces. That's uh, Leinster, Connacht and Ulster. Um, what did you think of those? How did they stand out to you or compare? Now, I don't, um, I know I can't compare to Karen Tool, but how did they compare to yeah. you? Yeah, that was really cool. So we did um, the highest in Ulster and Leinster in the same day. So that was um, Lugna Kula and Schlieve Donard. Um, so that was definitely the day that I won't forget too soon. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was painful, but it was, yeah, it was definitely one to remember. And then we'll re-over in Mayo. Then we did that um, probably about a year later um, after I did the first two. But yeah, they were all really cool. Like very different to Karen Tool, you know. Karen yeah. um, is really rugged. And then the other two were kind of, by the sea and then other kind of inland and they were more there was lots of people on them um the weather was shocking <laughs> on um on wheel re it was shocking oh uh, but yeah we stayed up in belfast and then we drove down to county down for donard and then we ran up and down donard and then we drove to wicklow and did look the color now you just said you ran up and down, Sleeve Donner. Like yeah. you, you actually literally ran up and down. We basically ran up them, yeah. 
I'm almost afraid to ask, but what age were you at this point? I was probably about 10. Wow. Wow. So you yeah. just you just flew up and down it. And when, yeah. when you got down to Lugnaquilla, which is near where I live, uh, did mm-hmm. you run up and down that one as well? Or? No, definitely not. Fair comment. <laughs> <laughs> it was enough of a dad at that stage. Yeah. So of those three outside of Kerry, which one did you like the most? And I know sometimes the weather can make a big difference in that mm-hmm. for you as well. Um. I'd probably say that of those three, Mule Rear is probably my favourite, or it definitely yeah. stands out to me the most. And we camped up in um, Mayo for that one. Just mm-hmm. It was me, my dad, and one of the other guys, Keith, we camped up there on a beach. So, you know, it, it would be one to remember. Uh, it was, we were guiding a school group. So it was like lo- really nice people, but it was a big enough group as well that we were guiding. Um, the weather, we didn't get any views from the top. Like it was kind of cloudy, but then as we were coming down, we could see like the sea, and it was really nice. Um, and I wasn't running that one, so it was kind of I had more time to kind of enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely recommend going back uh, for the view on that. It's it is fantastic, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like I know you'll you'll see what is it, Inish Turk, Clare Island, Knackle, they're kind of spread out across mm. it. So it's yeah, it's quite a view. Yeah. You've also started winter mountaineering. And mm-hmm. you've been over in Scotland for that a bit. And you've definitely been doing winter mountaineering around Kerry. I've seen a, a few pictures of you out in the hills. So mm-hmm. I know that that's a, a different form again. How does winter mountaineering make you feel? And I suppose I should also ask, at what age did you start your winter mountaineering? Um, The first winter route that I did, I was 10. Like, I remember it like it was yesterday, even though I think it was like four years ago. Um, It was a Friday and I... I took the day off school because dad was like, oh, it's going to be snowing tomorrow. Do you want to stay off? And I was like, oh, yeah, day off school. That would be great. Um, and then he, <laughs> he dragged me up this mountain in a snowplow. I was like, I should have just stayed in school. No, I'm <laughs> um, it was a lovely day. Yeah. It was really sunny. So like it wasn't that cold. Um, that was when I was 10. And then I've done a good few winter routes since. Like I've done four or five routes in Scotland um, in the last two or three years. Um, two this year actually we did um, like you mentioned Curved Ridge on Bucletiv and Jacob's Ladder over in the Cairngorms which were in Scotland they were really cool um, like we had beautiful weather in Scotland which is like really rare mm. um, so all the times we were there really we had stunning days you know we got the most of them and then I've done yeah like I've done a good few in the Reeks as well and they've all been like spectacular days. Yeah and how would say winter mountaineering in the Reeks compare to winter mountaineering in Scotland? Yeah, so the reeks, you know, the weather, really what I've experienced, the weather in Scotland has been better, which is kind of unlikely from what I've heard, like stories over there. That's kind of the thing that would stand out to me the most. But also the peaks over in Scotland, like they're really rugged. There's a lot more people climbing over in Scotland as well. Like up in the highlands, it's really climbing based. Um, In the reeks then, like there, there could be routes in the reeks that are as serious, if not more serious than ones in Scotland that I've done. Um, But they've... I've always been with my dad on on the winter routes. So it's, yeah, pretty cool experiences, but they're pretty similar, actually. Like the terrain is pretty similar from the ones that I've done. Yeah, I remember that's when the wine houses have done it, but I, I used to nearly every winter be on the Carmore Derek Aret. So when mm. I was actually reading that out, you were, you were bringing back a few memories to me. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what did you think of that particular route itself? Oh, it was stunning. We had a like a bluebird sky day and it was, we got up at like three o'clock in the morning. So it was like I was wrecked and the walk in was horrendous. <laughs> <The walk-in. laughs> it's like it was horrendous up through the forest. It was like 
calf burning. But yeah, it was a gorgeous day. And, you know, we kind of make the most of it and stopped every two minutes to take photos and just take a break and have some jellies and stuff. But yeah, it was definitely a day I won't forget. Like, it was stunning. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. And what would your favourite routes be up in Scotland? If you name two or three routes that just really stood out to you. Um, um, the Enoch-Egoch Ridge is oh, the, yeah. probably the one that would stand out to me the most. Like, that's so cool. And mm. we had a really good day for it as well. Um, we were going up it by the sunrise. Um, we didn't get many views on it, but it was like, it wasn't raining. So we were both delighted with ourselves. But it's pretty serious, like the scrambling up there. I remember the scrambling was like sketchy. Um, yeah. And we were singing a song all day that I probably can't say because mom was in there with a few curse words in it. But um, we were singing it all day. Um, yeah, it was really cool, but it was really long. Like it took us 11 hours, I think, like from start to finish. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was just gorgeous. Yeah. Did you get some views off it? Um, yeah, in the morning we did and coming yeah. down. Um, yeah, the evening kind of cleared up actually kind of halfway through the day it was kind of cloudy so it wasn't we didn't get much but it was driving under it then we were going home and we drove under it and we could look up at it and it was really cool yeah oh, again yeah yeah you're bringing back memories i i remember doing that once as well and yeah we, mm-hmm. again we got views pretty much most of the day now but yeah it's absolutely stunning yeah it's really cool you're starting to make me all sentimental here just to get your winter mountaineering, your climbing mountains, summer and winter and all that. But so far for you at this point, if you look back, which ones probably have been your biggest challenge to date or what has been your biggest challenge to date? Um, there's been a few days in the weeks which were like really physically challenging. And then obviously the ones in Scotland, like the big days, like Enoch Egook and the Carmel Dargaret on Ben Nevis, they were really physically challenging. Um, but other days, then I wake up and I'm like, oh, I really don't want to do this. And that's like mentally challenging as well. So between the two, like the most physically challenging one is probably the Enochigok because it's just like so upper body strength and like actual muscle needed for it. Um, And then in the Reeks, there was one route that we did. It was probably three years ago now at this stage. Um, It was the Hag's Tooth Ridge. We did that in winter. But um, initially, we'd gone up to do another route up the north face of Carntill, um, which was Luigi's Gully. But that wasn't in condition, so we had to abseil down and then go back down the path and up the side of a ridge to do the hag's tooth. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was in the snow, and that was in condition, and that was like a really memorable day, but it was really challenging. <laughs> yeah, even as you describe it there, hey, 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 hey. Yeah, I can't correct you on the, the Yenik Eiger Ridge either. It's a long, yeah. tough day when you're out in that thing. Mm-hmm. And once you're on it, you're committed. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, as well as that, um, like, as I say, you're doing your mountain skills one, you've done your mountain skills two, and uh, you're planning on doing your mountain leaders. So would it be correct in saying then, just looking at the way that's all panning out for you, that you would like to take on the role of as an actual guide like your dad at some stage? Yeah, definitely part-time. Um. Probably not full time because it is like really backbreaking, really physically like challenging work. You know, mm-hmm. there's days where you could be out twelve days in a row up and down Karen too, which is just like, and I see the effect that that has on him, and it is so draining. But yeah, definitely like part time, it would be a great summer job when I'm in college. You know, to go up there, and it's a really cool job, um, great opportunity to have. So yeah, maybe not full time, but definitely part time. Yeah. And what's the other career you'd like to pursue? Or are you sure at the moment? Or 
I have no idea. <laughs> I don't have the foggiest clue. Ah, well, as I say, it's early days yet. I wouldn't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. And you were also invited to a discussion panel for Scouting Ireland. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, That was probably last week. Yeah, last Sunday, I think. It was really cool, though, like, great opportunity. Um, I had to, like, speak in front of a load of people, which was, like, really nerve-wracking because all the stuff I'd done before was, like, on the radio or on TV where I'd only been speaking to one or two people. And then I was in a room with a microphone again, like, 50. And it was <laughs> kind of just like, whoa. Um, yeah, it was really cool. Like, the way my dad got into the outdoors was through his parents, which were, like, heavily involved in the scouts. So they were kind of like the building blocks for his getting into the outdoors, which yeah. is then how I got into it. So it was great to kind of learn a bit of the background about it because I hadn't really heard much about the scouting and all of that. Um, so it was great to kind of hear a bit about it. And it was really interesting. Yeah. And um, and what did they ask you to talk on while you were there or discuss, I should say? Um, There was a panel of four of us and it was for International Women's Day. So it was like inspirational women in sport. Um. So they were kind of asking questions about, like, how do you get into it? The three others were all in the scouts. Um, so they're asking questions kind of like, how do you feel coming up in the scouts and all that? Um, they're asking me, like, how did you feel growing up? Did you have equal chances and stuff? And I was talking about that. It was probably like 15 minutes, um, just 15 minute interview. But yeah, it was really cool. I know you were nervous starting off once you got into it. Um, How did you feel then? Did you become more confident and just settle into it or was there always a slight little bit of edginess yeah there was always a bit of nervousness there the mic stopped working halfway through I was using it so that didn't really help things <laughs> <laughs> and then like yeah so I was always nervous and it the fact that I hadn't really spoken in front of people before as well kind of added to it but the nervousness only kicked in like five minutes before I went up mm -hmm. so it wasn't like a week before I was going oh I have that in a week now I'm really scared so that was yeah. kind of good yeah, it just became more real as yeah. you were there and you suddenly realized, oh, yeah, I'm up yeah. now. I got you. And um, also, as well as mountaineering and walking and everything like that, you've also an interest in kayaking, horse riding, cycling and baking. Um, could you tell me a little bit about those passions? Maybe we'll, we'll start with the kayaking. Tell me about how much you enjoy kayaking. Yeah, it's great. We actually have like, how many do we have? We have like six kayaks out in the sheds. <laughs> yeah, we'd take them out on the lakes in Killarney and we'd all like in the summer now we'd come out there. Like we might go one or two nights camping. But when I was really small, we lived in East Cork, like right by the beach. So yeah. I remember like bringing the kayaks down to the beach and paddling around the headland for an ice cream and then paddling back home. So like I've always been like really into them and I have so many pictures of me like knee high with my little sun hat and sunglasses turned around to my dad and the kayaks and it yeah it was really <laughs> cool I've kind of grown up around kayaks really we've always had them you are living the life you know I wish I had as a kid <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, also horse riding so yeah tell me what you like about horse riding I haven't been horse riding in a while now but I was really into it for a good few years um so that was really cool. I haven't been now since just before Christmas, really. But yeah, I got really into it there. I was always kind of into it. But then around three years ago, I like started going weekly. And then I did summer camps in uh, riding stables, kind of 20 minutes from my house, which is really mm -hmm. handy. But like I said, I haven't been now in a while. So you think you might be popping down again at some stage, maybe when the weather improves? Yeah, or... probably, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, again, as I say, it's just pure jealousy on my end. 
you're also big into cycling at times yeah so in the summer like i'd cycle around like villages with my friends and there was one time last year actually i cycled over to one of my friends house and we planned to just go like 5k down to the shop but we ended up going the other way and cycling about 60 kilometers around back roads in the middle of nowhere <laughs> just out of the blue wow <laughs> well you definitely have a spirit of adventure i can tell you that. <laughs> I think the only time I did something like that was a road trip with a few friends of mine. We decided we were going one place and we just ended up going somewhere completely yeah. different. Ended up in Clare, I think, when we'd actually can't <laughs> go to Tremor. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as well as that, you've also mentioned, uh, and it's not as out there as the others, as in you're not outdoors, but yeah. you also enjoy baking. Yeah, I was baking today, actually. Um yeah, I've always been. Now, it wasn't It wasn't good to start. I used to put marshmallows and things, and they'd look like raw eggs. But it's gone <laughs> better over the years anyway. Oh, thank God. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, as I say, you're baking probably a little bit better than mine. Actually, a lot better than mine. <laughs> so, <laughs> so don't panic too much there. Um, Like, you are 14. You're still going to school. You're doing all these things, all these amazing things. When you're, when you're in school, when you're with your friends and you're telling them all you're doing all this, what do they think? How do they react? Are they into it as well? Or are they, do they find it hard to imagine it? Or is there a mixture of reactions? Um, Yeah, definitely a mixture. I have one or two friends that would be kind of into it, but not to the like huge extent that I would be. Um, Some of them think I'm mad and some of them just like, oh, she's at it again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, def- some of them, that I like. I show them pictures and they're like, you did that, you did not. Um, but yeah, some of them, they just think I'm out of my mind. <laughs> but, but, I just think so myself sometimes as well. <laughs> uh, well, listen, uh, once you're into this, we all question ourselves at some stage. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But you have a few friends that are definitely more interested in what you're doing and probably might have a tendency to go in that general direction uh, later on when they get a chance, do you think? Uh, yeah, maybe. Just one or two of them, though. Like, I have a good few friends that are into, like, swimming and horse riding and running and all of that stuff. But mm. it'd be one or two um, of my older friends, actually. Like, they're, I would have got to know them from our parents would have known each other, um, which I would have done climbing, like, one or two times, like, rock climbing with them um, that I've known since I was really small. We've always kind of just been rock climbing together. That's how we know each other. But maybe I don't see them going into it as, like, a career way or, like, a professional mm. professional climber way. Um, because they're just not like that into it. Like they have other sports like Irish dancing and rowing and other stuff like that, but mm. not as a like professionalism. They wouldn't go into it. I'd say no. Okay, and uh, your brother Tiernan. Yeah, I've seen one or two shots of him, and he's got his little rucksack on as well. And why yeah. why just why he's just Tiernan at the moment? He's he's seven now. And uh, like he's obviously he has an interest in the outdoors as well. And mm. is he as enthusiastic as you are as well? Um, not to the extent that I am. He's he's very interested in beating all of my achievements. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, I don't think if I hadn't done them that he he kind of be a bit more relaxed. Like he always says, "Oh, I was six when I did it, and you were nine. You know, Cause he he did count to last year in the summer, and he's been kind of just quietly rubbing it in a little bit ever since. <laughs> So, yeah, you're kind of the thing. He has to uh, live up yeah, to basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And um, your dad's involved in, in Kerry climbing, but uh, like he's also involved in mountain rescue. Yeah. 
Out of curiosity, then, I can know it's way, you're way too young for it and everything at the moment, and you want to enjoy life before you even think of it. But do you, at some stage in the future, kind of envision the possibility of, of going that route? Um, The rescue team, probably after college, if I still have an interest in it. Like, I definitely do, and I, like, there's cool stories that he comes back with, and, you know, the less morbid ones. And um, that he comes back with that he'd be saying like oh they were up here what were they doing up there and then he'd show me the map and I'd be kind of like kind of like a crime scene we're sorting out like how did they get there and why they go wrong um so yeah after college but what I like I'm still too young yet oh yeah um, yeah and you need loads of like um first aid skills and other mm. things like that and you need to do assessments to get into it but yeah he's the training officer so like he organizes all the training events and I've gone to a few of the training events actually I've gone to three or four of them where I've like faked being a casualty. So like they've put me up on a stretcher and they just like do their training while I was in the stretcher as the like the fake body and stuff. And it's really <laughs> cool. It's really cool to see them working with. Your life is literally surrounded by mountain stuff. Isn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> and you're doing all these things at the moment, but is there any any kind of targets or big adventures as you look down the road to the future? Did you like to achieve any adventures that you'd like to go on or probably might be even planning? Yeah, definitely. Like, I'd love to kind of explore more around Ireland. Like, I haven't been, I haven't been to Connemara or like I haven't been to the Galtys. So definitely more around Ireland and then um Scotland. Yeah, more around Scotland. Like, I've I've only seen a fraction of it and it's been amazing. So definitely around there and like North Wales as well. My dad's told me um stories about him like scrambling in North Wales and that's really cool. So I'd love to mm-hmm. um get the chance to go there sometime. Oh yeah, and, and all very achievable and and within reach yeah. as well. Yeah, your dad would probably kill me, but last year I I did all the 32 county high points. So, you know, oh, yeah. That, yeah, that's definitely one way of getting around the country. But I, mm-hmm. I say he'd probably kill me because he started thinking, oh, she wants me to drive all around the country. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, now there's some, you know, are really small, but yeah, it's a great way of, you know, going on a road trip and just, just exploring yeah. the country as well. Um, Okay, so... Like I said before, your dad has Kerry Climbing. That's his company. Yeah. Do you want to just briefly tell us a little bit about Kerry Climbing? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, It was set up probably like 13 years ago now, 13, 14 years ago. And when we were still living in Cork. So like he'd have to get up at seven o'clock in the morning in the winter to be down at Carum Dool in time to meet a group. And then like an hour and a half drive back to East Cork. Um, and that was all he was still in the rescue team while we were in East Cork as well. So like it was kind of mental, you know, Kerry Mountain rescue team while they're living in Cork. It's kind of, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit mad, but we actually moved down to Kerry for the mountains. Yeah. Um, and it, like, it was a great decision because East Cork was too flat Um, lovely beaches, but no mountains. Um, So we moved down to Kerry for the mountains and that was like game changer because now we're 15 minutes away from work. And then he's been, Working full time then at Kerry Climbing for probably eleven years now, so wow. it's like it's become a really like established business, which is really cool. Um, mom's now working on it full time as well for like the past five years, and then we have a team of about a dozen guides. We could have like twelve guides out in one day in the summer. We could have eighty people out in the mountain. Serious? Yeah. Wow. Does he do a lot of courses through Kerry Climbing as well? Um, yeah, we do winter mountaineering courses and like map reading courses and rock climbing courses as well. So there's loads of like, it's kind of variety of stuff really. The website for Kerry Climbing would be? Um, kerryclimbing.ie. Kerryclimbing.ie and yeah, you can find him on Facebook as well, which are yeah, Instagram. Yeah, Facebook and... and Instagram as well. 
we'll definitely stick those up on our social media pages. Well, uh, listen, it's been absolutely fantastic having you on here. Yeah. Again, Thanks. it's a bit surreal talking to you at 14 years of age, having achieved everything you've achieved so far. Um, you've clearly got a, a big future ahead for you in the mountains and God yeah, knows definitely. where else as well. <laughs> and, and I wish you the very, very best with that. Thanks very much. And for all of our listeners, um, well, that's it for this one. So all I can say to you now is get out there and enjoy. If you want to contact us, then you can do so by emailing us at mountaintoglen at gmail.com or by following Mountain to Glen, the podcast, on Facebook or Twitter. Thank you for listening.